Part 2 Haves, Is Power Seeking AI an Existential Risk? by Joseph Carl Smith. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and IA communities into audio. This is Part 2 of Is Power Seeking AI an Existential Risk? published by Joseph Carl Smith. 5. Deployment. Let's turn, now, to whether we should expect to actually see practically PS misaligned APS systems deployed in the world. The previous section doesn't settle this. In particular if a technology is difficult to make safe, this doesn't mean that lots of people will use it in unsafe ways. Rather, they might adjust their usage to reflect the degree of safety achieved. Thus, if we couldn't build planes that reliably don't crash, we wouldn't expect to see people dying in plane crashes all the time, especially not after initial accidents. Rather, we'd expect to see people not flying. And such caution becomes more likely as the stakes of safety failures increase. Absent counterargument, we might expect something similar with AI. Indeed, some amount of alignment seems like a significant constraint on the usefulness and commercial viability of AI technology generally. Thus, if problems with proxies, or search, make it difficult to give house cleaning robots the right objectives, we shouldn't expect to see lots of such robots killing people's cats, or children. Rather, we should expect to see lots of difficulties making profitable house cleaning robots. Indeed, by the time self-driving cars see widespread use, they will likely be quite safe, maybe too safe, relative to human drivers they could have replaced earlier. What's more, safety failures can result, for a developer deployer, in significant social regulatory backlash and economic cost. The 2017 crashes of Boeing's 737MAX aircraft, for example, resulted in an estimated $20 billion in direct costs, and tens of billions more in cancelled orders. And sufficiently severe forms of failure can result in direct bodily harm to decision-makers and their loved ones, everyone involved in creating a doomsday virus, for example, has a strong incentive to make sure it's not released. Many incentives, then, favor safety, and incentives to prevent harmful and large-scale forms of misaligned power-seeking seem especially clear. Faced with such incentives, why would anyone use, or deploy, a strategically aware AI agent that will end up seeking power in unintended ways? It's an important question, and one I'll look at in some detail. In particular, I think these considerations suggest that we should be less worried about practically PS misaligned agents that are so unreliably well-behaved, at least externally, that they aren't useful, and more worried about practically PS misaligned agents whose abilities, including their abilities to behave in the ways we want, when it's useful for them to do so, make them at least superficially attractive to use deploy, because of for example the profit, social benefit, and or strategic advantage that using deploying them affords, or appears to afford. My central worry is that it will be substantially easier to build that type of agent than it will be to build agents that are genuinely practically PS-aligned, and that the beliefs and incentives of relevant actors will result in such practically PS-misaligned agents getting used deployed regardless. 5.1 Timing of Problems I'll think of deployment as the point where an AI system moves out of a development laboratory slash testing environment and into a position of real-world influence, even if this influence is mediated via for example humans following its instructions. This isn't always a discrete point, sometimes, for example, it's an ongoing process, influenced by many individual decisions to accord an AI agent somewhat greater influence. For simplicity, though, I'll think of it as a discrete point in what follows, analogous to the point where a product launches, ships, or starts really getting used. We can distinguish between practical PS alignment failures that occur before and after deployment. In the first case, that is, some of the inputs on which an APS system seeks power in misaligned ways, call these its bad inputs, occur in the set it encounters during training development slash testing, 
In the second case, it only hits bad inputs after deployment. Other things equal, pre-deployment PS alignment failures are preferable, because an AI system will generally be better controlled, and less able to cause harm, during training development slash testing than deployment. Indeed, some pre-deployment testing will likely aim to trigger any liability to misaligned power seeking that an agent has. That said, in sufficiently capable agents, misaligned power seeking that occurs before deployment can still be quite harmful, especially if it goes uncorrected. Thus, for example, if a power-seeking system meant to be contained in some training environment, or limited in its means of influencing the outside world, manages to break out of that environment, and or to obtain other forms of influence, it may succeed in gaining various types of real-world power even if it was never intentionally deployed, let's call this unintentional deployment. What's more, and importantly, even with the heightened monitoring that training development slash testing implies, not all forms of pre-deployment misaligned power-seeking will necessarily be detected. This is especially concerning in the context of the possibly adversarial dynamics discussed in section 4.4.2. That is, to the extent that an AI system is actively trying to get deployed, for example, because the real-world influence deployment grants would offer greater opportunity to achieve its objectives, it might do things like try to deceive or manipulate its trainers, and or to differentiate between training testing inputs and deployment inputs, such that it behaves badly only on the latter, and once its prospects for gaining maintaining power are sufficiently good. Indeed, in general, as the accuracy with which practically PS misaligned systems can anticipate the consequences of their actions grows, we should expect them, other things equal, to engage less frequently in behavior that results in forms of detection correction that hinder their pursuit of their objectives, for example to make fewer mistakes. That said, other things may not be equal for example, our ability to detect bad behavior can grow, too. Pre-deployment practical alignment failures are one key route to post-deployment ones if the AI system was already engaging in PS misaligned behavior before deployment, for example, deceiving its trainers, it will likely continue to do so, given greater real-world influence, and again, the problem may continue to go undetected. But we can imagine post-deployment failures without pre-deployment failures, too. That is, even if the AI system was genuinely well-behaved during training testing, Deployment may bring new inputs, opportunities, and capabilities, which the training testing process was ill-suited to anticipating. 5.2 Decisions Let's look at the factors relevant to deployment decisions in more detail. Consider some set of decision-makers, at for example a lab, a company, a government, etc., deciding whether or not to deploy a given APS system, or to pursue some other alternative, running more tests, redesigning retraining the system, scrapping the project, etc and assume, further, that this system is in fact practically PS misaligned that is, if deployed, it will hit bad inputs, it may already have done so, and seek power in misaligned ways. Why would anyone ever choose to deploy such a system? At a high level, we can break down the factors influencing this decision into, a, a decision maker's beliefs about the practical PS alignment of the system in question, and b, the costs and benefits they treat as relevant, conditional on the system being practically PS aligned or misaligned. Of course, in reality, there will likely be a diversity of beliefs and cost-benefit assessments at stake, but for simplicity I'll treat the relevant decision-makers as unified. With respect to beliefs we are assuming the system is in fact practically PS misaligned, but decision-makers need not know this, or even assign it significant probability. Rather, the accuracy of their beliefs in this respect depend on a variety of factors, including the effort they have exerted to gather evidence about the agent's alignment, and the power of the tools they have available for doing so. Their ability to anticipate and control the circumstances to which the agent will be exposed during deployment, 
and the similarity of those circumstances to the training testing distribution. Deception manipulation of the training testing process on the part of the AI system. Their previous experience with practical alignment problems, and the salience of such problems in the field of broader culture. The strength of their epistemology overall. Factors that might pull decision makers to deploy the system, conditional on its practical PS alignment, might include. Profit. Power, for themselves, for the lab company, for country allies, etc. Helping solve social problems, curing diseases, designing greener technology. Prestige slash credit. The thrill and momentum of scientific progress. A perceived, need to keep up with some competitor. And a desire to prevent someone else from deploying a comparable system first. Note, though, that decision makers might expect some of these benefits to apply even if the system is practically PS misaligned. Thus, even if a system will seek power in misaligned ways later, decision makers might still profit from deploying it, or use it to help solve various social problems, in the short term. Decision makers might expect that the misaligned power seeking could be adequately contained corrected, or that it would only occur on fairly small scales, or only on rare inputs. Factors that might push decision makers away from deploying, conditional on practical PS misalignment, include ways a given product won't be successful profitable if it's unreliable or unsafe. Legal regulatory slash reputational economic costs from deploying systems that end up seeking power in misaligned and harmful ways. Concern on the part of decision makers to avoid any harm to themselves their loved ones that could come from sufficiently large-scale PS misalignment failures. Altruistic concern to avoid the social costs of such failures. Summarizing these, non-exhaustive, factors in a diagram, then. 5.3 Key Risk Factors As even this quite simplified framework illustrates, many different factors affect deployment decisions. Their strength and interaction can vary, and their balance can shift over time, for example, as competitive dynamics alter, regulation increases, experience with PS alignment problems grows, and so forth. A few factors in particular, though, seem to me especially important, and worth highlighting. 5.3.1 Externalities and Competition It can be individually rational for a given actor to deploy a possibly PS misaligned AI system, but still very bad in expectation for society overall, if society's interests aren't adequately reflected in the actor's incentives. Climate change might be some analogy. Thus, the social costs of carbon emissions are not, at present, adequately reflected in the incentives of potential emitters, a fact often thought key to ongoing failures to curb net harmful emissions. Something similar could hold true of the social costs of actors risking the deployment of practically PS misaligned APS systems for the sake of for example profit, global power, and so forth, especially given that profit, power, etc. at stake could be very significant. In such a context, the risks and downsides that a less than fully altruistic actor would be willing to accept are one thing, the risk and downsides that human society as a whole, let alone all future generations of humans, would be willing to accept are quite another. Of course, the personal cost to decision-makers of sufficiently high-impact forms of PS misalignment failure, analogous, for example, to an engineered virus, could be quite high, and in some cases, immediate, a fact that suggests important disanalogies from climate change where personal costs to emitters are generally both minimal and delayed. But, as with emissions a given individual choice to deploy need not increase the risk of such high-impact harms by much. Thus, the probability of PS misaligned behavior from the particular system in question might be low, and or the scale of that behavior's potential harm limited. But over time, and across many actors, see next section, small risks can accumulate, and collectively, the PS misaligned behavior of many individual, and indeed, uncoordinated, systems can add up to catastrophe, 
even if no single system or deployment event is the cause. And in some cases, for example especially bad competitive dynamics, military conflict, cases where the upside of successful deployment is sufficiently high, some actors may knowingly accept non-trivial, though probably not overwhelming, risk of costs as severe as their own permanent disempowerment death. Dysfunctional forms of competition between actors could also incentivize risk-taking, especially to the extent that there are significant advantages to gaining maintaining some relative position in an AI technology race. Because time and effort devoted to ensuring practical PS alignment trade off against the speed with which one can scale up the capabilities of state-of-the-art systems, an actor who might have otherwise decided to put in more of such time and effort, if the advantages of a given relative position, for example, first-mover advantages, were secure, could be incentivized, in a more competitive context, to accept increased risk in order to gain or maintain such a position. Indeed, in an especially bad version of this dynamic, the other competitors might then be likewise incentivized to take on increased risk as well, thereby creating further incentives for the first actor take on more risk, and so forth, an ongoing feedback loop of increasing pressure on all parties to either to up their risk tolerance, or drop out of the race. That said, granted that dynamics like this are possible, it's a substantially further question what sorts of externalities and competitive dynamics will actually apply to a given sort of AI technology in a given context. There are competitive dynamics and first-mover advantages in many industries, for example, pharmaceuticals, but that doesn't mean we see a race to the bottom on safety, possibly because various mechanisms, market forces, regulation, legal liability, have raised the bottom sufficiently high, and many of these mechanisms function to incorporate various potential externalities as well. And more generally abstract, game-theoretical models are one thing, the concrete mess of social and political reality, quite another. 5.3.2 Number of Relevant Actors Once some actors can create APS systems, then over time, and absent active efforts to the contrary, a larger and larger number of actors around the world will likely become able to do so as well. Absent significant coordination among such actors, then, it seems likely that we will see substantial variation in the beliefs, values, and incentives that inform their decision-making. Of course, safety-relevant properties of AI systems can be correlated, even without active coordination amongst relevant actors. The ease of ensuring practical PS alignment, for example, represents one source of correlation, and there may be others, see Hubbinger, 2020, for discussion. But to the extent that such correlation does not ensure practical PS alignment by default, such that for example some substantive level of caution and social responsibility is required, then larger numbers of relevant actors increase the risk that some sort of failure will occur. That is even if many actors are adequately cautious and responsible, some plausibly won't be. For example, some could be overconfident in the practical PS alignment of the systems they've developed, or dismissive of the level of harm that PS misaligned behavior would cause. Others may have greater tolerance for risk, or act with more concern for profit and individual power than for the social costs of their actions, or see themselves as having more to gain from a particular type of AI-based functionality. Some may be operating in the absence of various market, regulatory, and liability-related incentives that apply to other actors. And so on. Indeed, to the extent that resources invested in ensuring practical PS alignment trade off against resources invested in increasing the capabilities of the systems one builds, over time we might expect to see actors who invest less in alignment, and who take more risks, to scale up the capabilities of their systems faster. This could result in the competitive dynamics discussed above, for example other actors cut back on safety efforts to keep up, and or deploy systems that wouldn't meet their own safety standards, but which are safer than the ones they expect competitors to deploy, but if other actors don't cut back on safety as a result, 
the most powerful systems might end up increasingly in the hands of the least cautious and socially responsible actors, though there are also important correlations between social responsibility and factors like resource access, talent, etc. That said, as above, similar abstract dynamics plausibly apply in many industries, and it's an empirical question, dependent on a wide variety of factors, what sorts of safety problems actually result. AI is no different. 5.3.3 Bottlenecks on Usefulness The benefits of deployment listed in the box above, profit, power, prestige, solving social problems, etc., all require the APS system, once deployed, to be useful in various ways. If such a system is misaligned in a way that renders it obviously not useful, then we shouldn't expect to see it intentionally deployed. As I noted at the beginning of the section, this is an important constraint on how we should expect alignment-like problems to show up in the real world, as opposed to the lab. In general, if we can't get our AI systems to do things like understand what we want, follow instructions in charitable and commonsensical ways, check in with us when they're uncertain, refrain from immediately trying to hack their reward systems, and so forth, then their usefulness to us will be severely limited. And even very incautious and socially irresponsible actors are likely to test a system extensively before deploying it. The question, then, isn't whether relevant actors will intentionally deploy systems that are already blatantly failing to behave as they intend. The question is whether the standards for good behavior they apply during training testing will be adequate to ensure that the systems in question won't seek power in misaligned ways on any inputs post-deployment. The issue is that good behavior during, even fairly extensive training testing doesn't necessarily demonstrate this. This is partly due to possible deception manipulation on the part of the AI systems, see next subsection. But even absent deception manipulation of this kind, it can be extremely difficult for an actor to predict test the AI's behavior on the full range of post-deployment inputs, especially in a rapidly changing world, in the absence of deep understanding of how the system works, see section 4.4.1, and if the AI system might gain new knowledge and capabilities post-deployment, see section 4.3.2.2. Indeed, I think that one of the central reasons we should expect to see practically PS misaligned AI systems getting used deployed is precisely that they will demonstrate a high degree of usefulness during training testing, and consequently, it will be increasingly difficult to resist deploying them, especially in the context of competitive dynamics like the ones described in 5.3.1. Here's an analogy. Suppose that scientists create a new, genetically engineered species of chimpanzee, whose cognitive capabilities significantly exceed those of humans. Initially, scientists can find these chimps in a laboratory environment, and incentivize them to perform various low-stakes intellectual tasks using rewards like food and entertainment. And suppose, further, that these chimpanzees are clearly capable of generating things like vaccine designs, prototypes for new clean energy technology, cures for cancer, highly effective military political slash business strategies, and so forth, and that they will in fact do this, if you set up their incentives right, even though they don't intrinsically value being helpful to humans, and so are disposed, in some circumstances, to seize power for themselves, for example, if they can get more food and entertainment by doing so. In such a context, I think, it would become increasingly difficult for various actors around the world to resist drawing on the intellectual capabilities of the chimps in a manner that gives the chimps real-world forms of influence. If a new COVID-19-style pandemic started raging, for example, and we knew that the chimps could rapidly design a vaccine, there would be strong pressure to use them for doing so. If the chimps can help users win a Senate race, or save the lives of millions, or end climate change, or make a billion dollars, or achieve military dominance, then some people, at least, will be strongly inclined to use them, even if there are risks involved, 
and those who don't use them will end up losing their Senate races, falling behind their business and military competitors, and so forth. And even if the chimps, at the beginning, are appropriately contained and incentivized to be genuinely cooperative, it seems unsurprising if, as people draw on their capacities in more and more ways around the world, they get exposed to opportunities and circumstances that incentivize them to seek power for themselves, instead. Something similar, I think, might apply to APSAS systems. Indeed, even if people know, or strongly suspect, that such systems would seek power in misaligned ways and some not out of the question circumstances, the pull towards using them for goals that matter a lot to us may simply be too great. When pandemics are raging, oceans are rising, parents and grandparents are dying of cancer, rival nations are gaining in power, and billions, or even trillions, of dollars are sitting on the table. Concerns about science fiction-y risks from power-seeking AI systems may, especially for some relevant actors, take a backseat. 5.3.4 Deception This sort of issue, for example that useful may come apart from practically PS-aligned, could be importantly exacerbated by the fact, discussed in section 4.4.2 and elsewhere, that less than fully aligned APS systems with suitably long-term objectives may be actively optimizing for getting deployed, since deployment grants them greater influence in the world. This could incentivize them to deceive or manipulate relevant decision-makers, and if they are very capable, their abilities in this respect may exceed our ability to detect and correct the deceitful manipulative behavior in question. For example we should expect suitably sophisticated and strategically aware systems to understand what sorts of behavior humans are looking for during training testing, even if their objectives don't intrinsically motivate such behavior. So if they are optimizing for getting deployed, they will have strong instrumental incentives to behave well, to demonstrate the type of usefulness, described above, that will pull us towards deploying them and to convince us that their objectives are fully, or at least sufficiently, aligned with ours. Indeed, they'll even have incentives to appeal to ethical concerns about how it is morally appropriate to treat them, incentives that will apply regardless of the legitimacy of those concerns, though I also expect such concerns to be legitimate in at least some cases. Of course, human decision-makers will also be aware of the possibility of this sort of behavior. Indeed, if such behavior arises in sophisticated systems, we will likely see rudimentary forms of it in more rudimentary systems, too, akin, perhaps, to the types of lies that children tell, but that adults can easily spot. But just because we know about a problem, and or have encountered and maybe even solved it with more rudimentary systems, this doesn't mean we'll have solved it for all levels of cognitive capability, especially levels much higher than our own. Detecting lies and manipulation attempts in your children is one thing, in adults much smarter and more strategically sophisticated than yourself, it's quite another. And deceptive manipulative AI systems will have incentives to make us think we've solved the problem of AI deception manipulation, even if we haven't. This isn't to say that humans will be actually fooled, and some AI systems might themselves be able to help with our efforts to detect deception in others. But unless we can develop deep understanding of and control over the objectives our AI systems are pursuing, Evidence like it performs well on all the tests we ran, including tests designed to detect deceptive manipulative behavior and it clearly knows how to behave as we want may tell us much less about its ultimate objectives, or about how it will behave once deployed, than we wish. And in the context of such uncertainty, some humans will be more willing to gamble than others. 5.4 Overall Risk of Problematic Deployment Summing up this section, then I don't think we should expect obviously non-useful, practically PS misaligned APS systems to get intentionally deployed. Some systems might get deployed unintentionally, but the key risk, I think, is that an increasingly large number of relevant actors, with varying beliefs, incentives, and levels of social responsibility, 
will be increasingly drawn to deploy strategically aware AI agents that demonstrate their usefulness and apparent good behavior during training testing, perhaps because they are deceptive manipulative, or perhaps because their behavior is genuinely aligned on the training testing inputs. If, as seems plausible to me, it will be much easier to build less than fully PS-aligned systems that meet this standard than fully PS-aligned ones, we should expect some of the systems people are strongly pulled towards deploying to be liable to misaligned power seeking on at least some physics-compatible inputs. And if, as seems plausible to me, it is difficult to adequately predict and control the full range of inputs a system will receive, and how it will behave in response, especially if the world is rapidly changing, you don't deeply understand how the AI system works, and or the AI has been actively deceptive or manipulative during the training testing process, we should expect some such misaligned power seeking to in fact occur, not just in a controlled laboratory testing environment, but via channels of influence on the real world. It is a further question, though, what happens then that is, whether misaligned efforts on the part of strategically aware AI agents to gain and maintain power actually succeed, and on what scale? Let's turn to that question now. 6. Correction. In many contexts, if an AI system starts seeking to gain maintain power in unintended ways, the behavior may well be noticed, and the system prevented from gaining maintaining the power it seeks. Let's call this correction. Some types of correction might be easy, for example a lab notices that an AI system tried to open a Bitcoin wallet, and shuts it down. Others might be much more difficult and costly, for example, an AI system that has successfully hacked into and copied itself onto an unknown number of computers around the world might be quite difficult to eradicate. Confronted with post-deployment PS alignment failures, will humanity's corrective efforts be enough to avert catastrophe? I think they might well, but it doesn't seem guaranteed. Let's look at some considerations. 6.1 Takeoff Discussions of existential risk from misaligned AI often focus on the transition from some lower, but still more advanced than today, level of frontier AI capability, call it A, to some much higher and riskier level, call it B. Call this transition takeoff. In particular, some of the literature focuses on especially dramatic takeoff scenarios. We can distinguish between a number of related variants. Fast takeoff that is, escalation from A to B that proceeds very rapidly. Discontinuous takeoff that is, escalation from A to B that proceeds much faster than some historical extrapolation would have predicted. Concentrated takeoff that is, escalation from A to B that leaves one actor or group, including a PS misaligned AI system itself, with much more powerful AI-based capabilities than anyone else. Intelligence explosion that is, AI-driven feedback loops lead to explosive growth in frontier AI capabilities, at least for some period, on my definition, this need not be driven by a single AI system improving itself, see below, and note that the assumption that feedback loops explode, rather than peter out, requires justification. Recursive self-improvement that is, some particular AI system applying its capabilities to improving itself, then repeatedly using its improved abilities to do this more, sometimes assumed or expected to lead to an intelligence explosion, though as above, feedback loops can just peter out instead. These are importantly distinct. Thus, for example, takeoff can be fast, but still continuous, in line with previous trends, distributed, no actor or group is far ahead of another, and driven by factors other than AI-based feedback loops, let alone the self-improvement efforts of a single system. Perhaps because of the emphasis in the previous literature, some people, in my experience, assume that existential risk from PS misaligned AI requires some combination of, 1, 5. I disagree with this. I think, 1, 5, can make an important difference, see discussion of a few considerations below, but that serious risks can arise without them, too, and I won't, 
in what follows, assume any of them. 6.2 Warning Shots Weaker systems are easier to correct, and more likely to behave badly in contexts where they will get corrected, more strategic systems can better anticipate correction. Plausibly, then, if practical PS alignment is a problem, we will see and correct various forms of misaligned power seeking in comparatively weak, but still strategically aware, systems, indeed, we may well devote a lot of the energy to trying to trigger tendencies towards misaligned power seeking, but in contained environments we're confident we can control. Let's call these warning shots. Warning shots should get us very worried. If early, strategically aware AI agents show tendencies to try to for example lie to humans, break out of contained environments, get unauthorized access to resources, manipulate reward channels, and so forth, this is important evidence about the degree of PS alignment the techniques used to develop such systems achieve, and plausibly, of the probability of significant PS alignment problems more generally. Receiving such evidence should make us sit up straight. Indeed, precisely because warning shots provide such tangible evidence, it seems preferable, other things equal, for them to occur earlier on in the process of AI development. Earlier warning shots are more easily controlled, and they leave more time for the research community in the world to understand their implications, and to try to address the problem. By contrast, if there is very little calendar time between the first significant warning shots and the development of highly capable, strategically aware agents, there will be less time for the evidence that warning shots provide to be reflected in the world's AI-related research and decision-making. This is one of the worrying features of scenarios where frontier capabilities escalate very rapidly. It's sometimes thought that in scenarios where frontier AI capabilities don't escalate rapidly, warning shots will suffice to alert the world to PS alignment problems, if they exist, and to prompt adequate responses. But relying on this seems to me over-optimistic, for a number of reasons. First, recognizing a problem is distinct from solving it. Warning shots may prompt more attention to PS alignment problems, but that attention may not be enough to find solutions, especially if the problems are difficult and certain sorts of solutions may function as band-aids, they correct a system's observed behavior, but not the underlying issue with its objectives. For example, if you train a system by penalizing it for lying, you may incentivize don't tell lies that would get detected, as opposed to don't lie, and the training process itself might provide more information about which lies are detectable. Second, there are reasons to expect fewer warning shots as the strategic and cognitive capabilities of frontier systems increase, regardless of whether techniques for ensuring the practical PS alignment have adequately improved. This is because more capable systems, regardless of their PS alignment, will be better able to model what sorts of behavior humans are looking for, and to forecast what attempts at power-seeking will be detected and corrected, a dynamic that could lead to a misleading impression that earlier problems have been adequately addressed, or even, that those problems stem from lack of intelligence rather than alignment. Third, even if there is widespread awareness that existing techniques for ensuring practical PS alignment are inadequate, various actors might still push forward with scaling up and deploying highly capable AI agents, either because they have lower risk estimates, or because they are willing to take more risks for the sake of profit, power, short-term social benefit, competitive advantage, etc. Indeed, it seems plausible to me that at a certain point, Basically all of the reasonably cautious and socially responsible actors around the world will know full well that various existing highly capable AI agents are prone to misaligned power-seeking in certain not-out-of-the-question circumstances. But this won't be enough to prevent such systems from getting used, and as I discussed in 5.3.1, if incautious actors use such systems, this will put competitive pressure on cautious actors to do so as well. Here, again, climate change might be an instructive analogy. The first calculations of the greenhouse effect occurred in 1896, 
The issue began to receive attention in the highest levels of national and international governance in the late 1960s, and scientific consensus began to form in the 1980s. Yet here we are, more than 30 years later, with the problem unsolved, and continuing to escalate, thanks in part to the multiplicity of relevant actors, some of whom deny minimize the problem even in the face of clear evidence, and the incentives and externalities faced by those in a position to do harm. There are many disanalogies between PS alignment risk and climate change, notably in the possible, though not strictly necessary, immediacy, ease of attribution, and directness of AI-related harms, but I find the comparison sobering regardless. At least in some cases, warnings aren't enough. 6.3 Competition for Power Deployed APS systems seeking power in misaligned ways would be competing for power with humans, and with each other. This subsection discusses some of the relevant features of that competition, and what sorts of mechanisms for seeking power might be available to the AI systems involved. A few points up front. First discussion of existential risk from AI sometimes assumes that the central threat is a single PS misaligned agent that comes to dominate the world as a whole, for example what Bostrom, 2014, calls a unipolar scenario. But the key risk is broader namely, that all humans are permanently and collectively disempowered, whether at the hands of one AI system, or many. Thus, for example, existential catastrophe can stem from many PS misaligned systems, each with comparable levels of capability, engaged in complex forms of competition and coordination. This is an example of a multipolar scenario what matters is whether humans have been left out. Here we might think again of analogies with chimpanzees no single human or human institution rules the world, but the chimps are still disempowered relative to humans. In this sense, questions about for example what sorts of takeoff lead to unipolar scenarios, and what sort will occur, don't settle questions about risk levels. Indeed, regardless of takeoff, if we reach a point where, a, basically all of the most capable APS systems are seeking power in misaligned ways, for example, because of widespread problems ensuring scalable and competitive forms of practical PS alignment, and b, such systems drive and control most of the scientific, technological, and economic growth occurring in the world, then the human position seems to me tenuous. Second the success or failure of a given instance of misaligned power-seeking depends both on the absolute capability of the power-seeking system, and on the strength of the constraints and opposition that it faces. And in this latter respect, the world that future power-seeking AI systems would be operating in would likely be importantly different from the world of 2021. In particular, such a world would likely feature substantially more sophisticated capacities for detecting, constraining, responding to, and defending against problematic forms of AI behavior, capacities that may themselves be augmented by various types of AI technology, including non-agentic AI systems, specialized myopic agents, and other AI systems that humans have succeeded in eliciting aligned behavior from, at least in some contexts. And even setting aside human opposition, a given PS misaligned system might have other, different PS misaligned systems to contend, or, perhaps, cooperate, with as well and the dynamics of cooperation and competition between human and non-human agents could become quite complex. Third, even in the context of absolute capability, there's an important difference between better than human and arbitrarily capable, whether in one domain, or many, and PS misaligned APS systems might fall on a wide variety of points in between. We humans certainly can't predict all of the options and strategies that would be available to such systems, and we should be wary of ruling out possibilities with too much confidence but we shouldn't assume that all physically possible forms of competence, knowledge, predictive ability, and so forth are in play either. 6.3.1 Mechanisms With those points in mind, 
Let's look briefly at some factors and mechanisms that could be relevant to the scope and success of a given instance of PS misaligned behavior. Below are a few that seem salient to me. I include these partly for the sake of concreteness, and partly to illustrate that power seeking by AI systems, even very capable ones, may be subject to important constraints and limitations. The move from seeks power to gets keeps power, especially on large scales, is non-trivial. Obviously, any discussion in this respect will be speculative and incomplete, not to mention strange and science fiction why, and any actual PS misaligned scenarios will likely involve factors and mechanisms that we are in a very poor position to anticipate. The examples I give are just meant as illustrations of possible dynamics. Capability enhancement. The APS systems I've focused on need not outperform humans in all strategically relevant domains. Nor, necessarily, will they be in a position to gain such capabilities, or to scale up capabilities they already have, despite plausible incentives to do so. And outperforming the best individual human workers, even by significant margins, does not imply outperforming the best human collectives, equipped with the best available technology, including aligned AI technology. It therefore matters a lot what sort of position a PS misaligned system will be in to scale up its capabilities, and or to gain new ones. And note that capability gain scaling can require more than self-improvement ability. It can also require compute resources, trial and error, some of which may be bottlenecked by real-world feedback, and other types of data. Secrecy. Misaligned power seeking is harder if humans have detected it and are trying to stop it, and many different monitoring, oversight, and enforcement mechanisms are likely to be in place in the context most relevant to a system's power seeking, for example governments, corporations, labs, financial institutions, compute clusters, factories, weapon systems, etc. The question of how well a system is able to hide its activities, for example, via operating in contexts with much less monitoring, or under the guise of some shell company, or by impersonating humans, for how long and from whom, is therefore important, too. And note that some activities, for example scientific and technological development, manufacturing, etc., can require significant, and hence, quite noticeable, infrastructure. Hacking. Various salient routes to additional power, for example, gaining additional compute resources, stealing money and information, taking control of automated infrastructure, proceed more smoothly if a PS misaligned system can hack into new computer systems very easily. And even if the system is skilled at hacking in some absolute sense, it need not be. What matters is how its efforts would fare against the evolving cybersecurity defenses of its own time. Compute. Additional computing resources seem very useful to a PS misaligned AI system, as they allow that system to run many copies of itself, and or to run at higher speeds, and to perform other types of compute-intensive tasks, for example, training new AI systems. The ease with which an AI system can access such resources, via hacking, buying, renting, manufacturing, etc., therefore seems important, and note that compute may be both prevalent and in a high demand in an increasingly AI-driven economy, and that the manufacturing process may require significant time and or resources, current semiconductor fabs, for example, cost billions of dollars. Financial resources. Obviously, getting money is helpful to seeking power. Options here could include stealing, investing, selling products and services, electronic and physical, and trying to gain influence control over wealthy actors. Exactly how much money a PS misaligned system can gain control over, though, depends on its starting position, its capabilities, and the constraints and competition it faces. Automated infrastructure. Other things equal, automated infrastructure, for example factories, labs, weapon systems, drones, vehicles, electrical grids, and so forth, 
seems much easier for a PS misaligned AI system to control than infrastructure that requires human input and labor, and by the time we're building APS systems, much more of the world's infrastructure may be automated. General purpose robots and highly precise, rapid, and flexible forms of automated manufacturing seem especially important here, as control over these would give an AI system many further options for what to build do. Human labor. Depending on what sort of role humans have in the economy, and what sorts of control over flexible automated infrastructure a system has, it matters how easily a PS misaligned system can make use of human labor. Possible routes to controlling such labor include payment, including to humans willing to do illegal illicit things, promises, of for example wealth, power, health, happiness, persuasion, for example, via highly optimized content, deception, or moral ideological appeal, and coercion, for example, via physical threat, or blackmail. Social influence. Beyond direct control over human labor, a PS misaligned AI system would also likely benefit from broader forms of social influence, whether disguised or overt. Possible examples include manipulating existing political and moral discourse in its favor, here we might think of Russia's intervention in the 2016 U.S. election, steering the trajectory of scientific and technological development, for example, towards ideas, designs, and automated infrastructure it could make use of, intervening on legal processes, for example lobbying, regulatory capture, preventing certain types of monitoring and enforcement, weakening human institutions and response capacities, for example, by sowing confusion, conflict, mistrust, and or by compromising financial institutions, governments, law enforcement agencies, mechanisms of coordination and information sharing, and empowering influencing specific actors, political candidates parties, corporations, dictators, terrorists. Technology development. Advanced technology, improved computer hardware, rapid and precise manufacturing, advanced weaponry, is a clear route to power, and if such technology isn't already available or accessible at a sufficient scale, a PS misaligned system might aim to develop or improve it. But as noted above, this process could require substantial time and resources some types of science, for example, require laboratories, workers, physical experiments, and so forth. Coordination. Copies of a PS misaligned system may be able to coordinate and share information much more effectively than human groups, and indeed, we can even imagine scenarios where PS misaligned AI systems with fairly different objectives communicate and coordinate in opposition to humans. This could be a substantial advantage. Destructive capacity. Ultimately, one salient route to disempowering humans would be widespread destruction, coercion, and even extinction and the threats in this vein could play a key role in a PS misaligned AI system's pursuit of other ends. Possible mechanisms here include biological chemical-slash-nuclear weapons, advanced and weaponized drones robots, new types of advanced weaponry, ubiquitous monitoring, surveillance, and confinement, attacks on, or sufficient indifference to, background conditions of human survival, food, water, air, energy, habitable climate, and so on. That said, Note that a PS misaligned system central route to power can also rely heavily on peaceful means, for example, providing economically valuable goods and services. In my opinion, these factors and mechanisms are relevant in roughly similar ways in both unipolar and multipolar scenarios, though multipolar scenarios, by definition, involve more actors with comparable levels of power, and hence more complex competitive and cooperative dynamics. Note, too, that PS misaligned behavior does not itself imply a willingness to make use of any specific mechanism of power-seeking. Perhaps, for example, we succeed in adequately eliminating a system's tendencies towards particularly egregious and harmful forms of misaligned power-seeking, 
for example directly harming humans, even if it remains practically PS misaligned more broadly. 6.4 Corrective Feedback Loops In general, and partly due to various constraints the factors and mechanisms just discussed imply, I don't think it at all a foregone conclusion that APS systems seeking to gain maintain power in misaligned ways, especially on very large scales, would succeed in doing so. Indeed, even beyond early warning shots and weak systems, it seems plausible to me that we see PS alignment failures of escalating severity, for example deployed AI systems stealing money, seizing control of infrastructure, manipulating humans on large scales, some of which may be quite harmful, but which humans ultimately prove capable of containing and correcting. What's more, and especially following high-impact incidents, specific instances of correction would likely trigger broader feedback loops. Perhaps products would be recalled, laws and regulations put in place, international agreements formed, markets altered, changes made to various practices and safety standards, and so forth. And we can imagine cases in which sufficiently scary and or high-profile failures trigger extreme and globally coordinated responses, for example, large-scale bans on certain automated systems, that would seem out of the question in less dire circumstances. Indeed, humans have some track record of eschewing and or coordinating to avoid limit technologies that a naive incentives analysis might have predicted we'd pursue more vigorously. Thus, for example, various high-profile nuclear accidents contributed to significant, indeed, plausibly net harmful, reductions in the use of nuclear power in countries like the US, I expect that in 1950, I would have predicted greater proliferation and use of nuclear weapons by 2021 than we've in fact seen, and we eschew human cloning, and certain types of human genetic engineering, centrally for ethical rather than technological reasons. Corrective feedback loops in response to PS alignment problems might draw on similar dispositions and coordination mechanisms, implicit or explicit. In this sense, and especially in scenarios where frontier capabilities escalate fairly gradually, the conditions under which AI systems are developed and deployed are likely to adjust dynamically to reflect PS alignment problems that have arisen thus far, adjustments that may have important impacts on the beliefs, incentives, and constraints faced by AI developers and other relevant actors. Such corrective measures, in conjunction with ongoing work improving our ability to ensure the practical alignment of the systems we build deploy, could well be enough to avert catastrophe but there are also a number of salient ways they could fail. One key failure mode arises in scenarios where frontier AI capabilities escalate very rapidly, for example, because the process of developing and improving frontier AI systems is itself increasingly automated. The plausibility of scenarios of this kind is a very open question, as other precise timescales. But other things equal, more rapid capability escalation provides less time for the world to get experience with practical alignment failures, and to implement corrective measures, it creates a larger amount of general civilizational upheaval and disruption, and it may give AI-empowered actors, including PS misaligned AI systems themselves, with a smaller calendar time lead a larger absolute advantage over their competitors. Even if capabilities escalate fairly gradually, however, widespread practical PS alignment failures may continue, even as society watches their severity escalate, especially if the basic technical problem of ensuring practical PS alignment has not been solved in a way that scales adequately and competitively with increasing capabilities. The competitiveness dimension here is important. If a given method of ensuring the practical PS alignment of a given system requires paying significant costs in resources and or resulting capability, costs sometimes called an alignment tax, relative to a riskier approach, then absent strong coordination, this will put more cautious actors, including humans attempting to use practically aligned AI systems to defend against or correct the behavior of practically misaligned ones, at a competitive disadvantage. And as I noted in 5.3.2, 
levels of caution and social responsibility amongst relevant actors may vary widely. What's more, just as pre-deployment practical PS alignment failures may go undetected, so too may post-deployment failures. That is, it may make strategic sense for practically PS misaligned agents with sufficiently long-term objectives to continue to behave well long after they've been deployed, because overt power seeking is not yet worth the risks of detection and correction. Eventually, though, their incentives may alter, for example if the activity of other misaligned systems has disrupted human civilization enough to change the cost-benefit balance of remaining cooperative, versus seeking power for themselves. Overall, future scenarios in which global civilization grapples with practical PS alignment failures in advanced AI agents, especially on a widespread scale or with escalating severity, are difficult to analyze in any detail, because so many actors, factors, and feedback loops are in play. Such scenarios need not, in themselves, spell existential catastrophe, if we can get our act together enough to correct the problem, and to prevent it from re-arising. But an adequate response will likely require addressing one or more of basic factors that gave rise to the issue in the first place for example the difficulty of ensuring the practical PS alignment of APS systems, especially in scalably competitive ways, the strong incentives to use deploy such systems even if doing so risks practical PS alignment failure, and the multiplicity of actors in a position to take such risks. It seems unsurprising if this proves difficult. 6.5 Sharing Power I've been assuming, here, that humans will, by default, be unwilling to let AI systems keep any power they succeed in gaining via misaligned behavior. But especially in multipolar scenarios, we can also imagine cases in which humans are either unable to correct a given type of misaligned power-seeking, or unwilling to pay the costs required to do so. In such scenarios, it may be possible to reach various types of compromise arrangements, or to limit the impact of a given PS misaligned system or systems to some contained domain, such that humans end up sharing power with practically misaligned AI systems, but not losing power entirely. These are somewhat strange scenarios to imagine, and I won't analyze them in any depth here. I'll note, though, that if we reach such a point, the situation has likely become quite dire, and we might wonder, too, about its long-term stability. In particular, if the relevant PS misaligned systems have sufficiently long-term goals, and have already been seeking power in misaligned and uncorrectable ways, then they will likely have incentives to continue to increase their power, and their ongoing presence in the world will continue to give them opportunities to do so. 7. Catastrophe. A final premise is that the permanent and unintentional disempowerment of all humans would be an existential catastrophe. Precise definitions can matter here, but loosely, and following Ord, 2020, I'll think of an existential catastrophe as an event that drastically reduces the value of the trajectories along which human civilization could realistically develop, see footnote for details and ambiguities. Readers should feel free, though, to substitute in their own preferred definition. The broad idea is to hone in on a category of event that people concerned about what happens in the long-term future should be extremely concerned to prevent. It's possible to question whether humanity's permanent and unintentional disempowerment at the hands of AI systems would qualify. In particular, if you are optimistic about the quality of the future that practically PS misaligned AI systems would, by default, try to create, then the disempowerment of all humans, relative to those systems, will come at a much lower cost to the future, and perhaps even to the present, in expectation. One route to such optimism is via the belief that all or most cognitive systems, at least, of the type one expects humans to create, will converge on similar objectives in the limits of intelligence and understanding, perhaps because such objectives are intrinsically right and motivating, or perhaps for some other reason. My own view, shared by many, 
is that intrinsic rightness is a bad reason for expecting convergence, but other possible reasons, related, for example, to various forms of cooperative game-theoretic behavior and self-modification that intelligent agents might converge on, are more complicated to evaluate. And we can imagine other routes to optimism as well, related, for example, to hypotheses about the default consciousness, pleasure, preference satisfaction, or partial alignment of the AI systems that disempowered humans. I'm not going to dig in on this much. I do, though, want to reiterate that my concern here is with the unintentional disempowerment of humanity. That is, sharing power with AI agents, especially conscious and cooperative ones, may ultimately be the right path for humanity to take. But if so, we want it to be a path we chose, on purpose, with full knowledge of what we were doing and why we don't want to build AI agents who force such a path upon us, whether we like it or not. I think the moral situation here is actually quite complex. Suitably sophisticated AI systems may be moral patients, morally insensitive efforts to use, contain, train, and incentivize them risk serious harm, and such systems may, ultimately, have just claims to things like political rights, autonomy, and so forth. In fact, I think that part of what makes alignment important, even aside from its role in making AI safe, is its role in making our interactions with AI moral patients ethically acceptable. It's one thing if such systems are intrinsically motivated to behave as we want, it's another if they aren't, but we're trying to get them to do so anyway. And more generally once you build a moral patient, this creates strong moral reasons to treat it well, and what treating artificial moral patients well looks like seems to me a crucial question for humanity as we transition into an era of building systems that might qualify. At present, as far as I can tell, we have very little idea how to even identify what artificial systems warrant what types of moral concern. In a deep sense, I think, we know not what we do. But some moral patients, and some agents who might, for all we know, be moral patients, but aren't, will also try to seize power for themselves, and will be willing to do things like harm humans in the process. So building new, very powerful agents who might be moral patients is, not surprisingly, both a morally and prudentially dangerous game one that humanity, plausibly, is not ready for. My assumption, in this report, has been that unfortunately, we, or at least, some of us, are going to barrel ahead anyway, and I fear we will make many mistakes, both moral and prudential, along the way. The point, then, is not that humans have some deep right to power over AI systems we build. Rather, the point is to avoid losing control of our AI systems before we've had time to develop the maturity to really understand what is at stake in different paths into the future, including paths that involve sharing power with AI systems, and to choose wisely amongst them. 8. Probabilities. To sum up, and with the preceding discussion in mind, let's return to the full argument I opened with. To illustrate my current, unstable, subjective, epistemic relationship to the premises of this argument, I'll add some provisional credences to each, along with a few words of explanation. To be clear I don't think I've formulated these premises with adequate precision to really forecast in the sense relevant to for example prediction markets, and in general, the numbers here, and the exercise more broadly should be held very lightly. I'm offering these quantitative probabilities mostly because I think that doing so is preferable, relative to leaving things in purely qualitative terms, for example significant risk, as a way of communicating my current best guesses about the issues I've discussed, and of facilitating productive disagreement. This disagreement would be easier if we had more operationalized versions of the premises in question, and I encourage others interested in such operationalization to attempt it though overly precise versions can also artificially slim down the relevant scenarios. But my hope, in the meantime, is that this is better than nothing. Even setting imprecisions aside, some worry that assigning conditional probabilities to the premises in a many-step argument risks various biases. 
For example, it may be difficult to adequately imagine updating on the truth of previous premises, and hence, the premises may get treated as less correlated than they are. The overall verdict may be problematically sensitive to the number of premises, for example, we might be generically reluctant to assign very high probabilities to a premise, so additional premises will generally drive the final probability lower. The conclusion might be true, even if some of the premises are false. Note, though, that compressing an argument into very few premises, or just directly forecasting the conclusion, risks hiding conjunctiveness, too. As an initial step in attempting to combat, I.I., and possibly, I, I've added a short appendix where I reformulate the argument using fewer premises, and to combat some other possible framing effects, I also offer versions in positive, for example will be fine, rather than negative, for example we're doomed, terms. And I've tried to make my own probabilities consistent across the board. Obviously, though, biases in the vein of, I, and, II, can still remain, among many others. And note that, III, here, is true. That is, even limiting ourselves to existential catastrophes from power-seeking AI before 2070, estimates based on the premises I give are lower bound such catastrophes can occur without all those premises being true, see footnote for examples. That said, I think these premises do a decent job of representing my own key uncertainties, at least, in chunks that feel roughly right to me, and if I learned that one or more were false, I'd feel a lot less worried, at least for the next half century. I'll also note two high-level outside-view doubts I feel about the argument that follows. The general picture I've discussed, even apart from specific assessments of a given premise, feels to me like a very specific way things could go. This isn't to say we can't ever make specific forecasts about the future, I think we can, for example, about whether the economy will be bigger, the climate will be hotter, and so forth. But I have some background sense that visions of the future of this type, whatever that is, will generally be wrong, and often, in ways that discussion of those visions didn't countenance. The people I talk to most about these issues, who are also, not coincidentally, my friends, colleagues, etc., are heavily selected for being concerned about them. I expect this to color my epistemic processes in various non-truth tracking ways, many of which are difficult to correct for. I have tried to hazily incorporate these and other outside view considerations into the probabilities reported here. But obviously, it's difficult. Here, then, is the argument. By 2070, it will become possible and financially feasible to build APS systems. I'm going to say 65%. This comes centrally from my own subjective forecast of the trajectory of AI progress, not discussed in this report, which draws on various recent investigations at open philanthropy, along with expert and personal opinion. I encourage readers with different forecasts to substitute their own numbers, and if you prefer to focus on a different milestone of AI progress, you can do that, too there will be strong incentives to build APS systems. 1. I'm going to say 80%. This comes centrally from an expectation that agentic planning and strategic awareness will be either necessary or very helpful for a variety of tasks we want AI systems to perform. I also give some weight to the possibility that available techniques will push towards the development of systems with these properties, and or that they will emerge as byproducts of making our systems increasingly sophisticated, whether we want them to or not. The 20% on false, here, comes centrally from the possibility that the combination of agentic planning and strategic awareness isn't actually that useful or necessary for many tasks, including tasks that intuitively seem like they would require it, I'm wary here of relying too heavily on my of course task X requires Y intuitions. For example, perhaps such tasks will mostly be performed using collections of modular highly specialized systems that don't together constitute an APS system, and or using neural networks that aren't, 
in the predictably relevant sense sketched in 2.1.2-3, agentic planning and strategically aware. To be clear I expect non-APS systems to play a key role in the economy regardless, in the scenarios where, too, is false, though, they're basically the only game in town. It will be much harder to develop APS systems that would be practically PS-aligned if deployed, than to develop APS systems that would be practically PS-misaligned if deployed, even if relevant decision-makers don't know this, but which are at least superficially attractive to deploy anyway. 1, 2. I'm going to say 40%. I expect creating a fully PS-aligned APS system to be very difficult, relative to creating a less than fully PS-aligned one with very useful capabilities, especially in a paradigm akin to current machine learning, in which one searches over systems that perform well according to some measurable behavioral metric, but whose objectives one does not directly control or understand, though 50 years is a long time to make progress in this respect. However, I find it much harder to think about the difficulty of creating a system that would be practically PS-aligned, if deployed, relative to the difficulty of creating a system that would be practically PS-misaligned, if deployed, but which is still superficially attractive to deploy. Part of this uncertainty has to do with the absolute difficulty of achieving practical PS alignment, granted that you can build APS systems at all. A system's practical PS alignment depends on the specific interaction between a number of variables, notably, its capabilities, which could themselves be controlled limited in various ways, its objectives, including the time horizon of the objectives in question, and the circumstances it will in fact expose to, circumstances that could involve various physical constraints, monitoring mechanisms, and incentives, bolstered in power by difficult-to-anticipate future technology, including AI technology. I expect problems with proxies and search to make controlling objectives harder, and I expect barriers to understanding, along with adversarial dynamics, if they arise pre-deployment, to exacerbate difficulties more generally, but even so, it also seems possible to me that it won't be that hard, by the time we can build APS systems at all, to eliminate many tendencies towards misaligned power-seeking, for example, it seems plausible to me that selecting very strongly against, observable, misaligned power seeking during training goes a long way, conditional on retaining realistic levels of control over a system's post-deployment capabilities and circumstances, though how often one can retain this control is a further question. Beyond this, though, I'm also unsure about the relative difficulty of creating practically PS-aligned systems, versus creating systems that would be practically PS-misaligned, if deployed, but which are still superficially attractive to deploy. One commonly cited route to this is via a system actively pretending to be more aligned than it is. This seems possible, and predictable in some cases, but it's also a fairly specific behavior, limited to systems with a particular pattern of incentives, for example, they need to be sufficiently non-myopic to care about getting deployed, there need to be sufficient benefits to deployment, and so on, and whose deception goes undetected. It's not clear to me how common to expect this to be, especially given that we'll likely be on the lookout for it. More generally, I expect decision-makers to face various incentives, economic social backlash, regulation, liability, the threat of personal harm, and so forth, that reduce the attraction of deploying systems whose practical PS alignment remains significantly uncertain. And absent active successful deception, I expect default forms of testing to reveal many PS alignment problems ahead of time. That said, even absent active successful deception, there are a variety of other ways that systems that would be practically PS misaligned if deployed can end up superficially attractive to deploy anyway for example, because they demonstrate extremely useful profitable capabilities, and decision makers are wrong about how well they can predict control slash incentivize the systems in question, and or because externalities, dysfunctional competitive dynamics, 
and variations in caution social responsibility lead to problematic degrees of willingness to knowingly deploy possibly or actually practically PS misaligned systems, especially with increasingly powerful capabilities, and in increasingly uncontrolled and or rapidly changing circumstances. Some deployed APS systems will be exposed to inputs where they seek power in misaligned and high-impact ways, say, collectively causing greater than $1 trillion $2,021 of damage. 1, 3. I'm going to say 65%. In particular, I think that once we condition on 2 and 3, the probability of high-impact post-deployment practical alignment failures goes up a lot, since it means we're likely building systems that would be practically PS misaligned if deployed, but which are tempting, to some at least, especially in light of the incentives at stake in two, to deploy regardless. The 35% on this premise being false comes centrally from the fact that, uh, I expect us to have seen a good number of warning shots before we reach really high-impact practical PS alignment failures, so this premise requires that we haven't responded to those adequately, b, the time horizons and capabilities of the relevant practically PS misaligned systems might be limited in various ways, thereby reducing potential damage, and, c, practical PS alignment failures on the scale of trillions of dollars, in combination, are major mistakes, which relevant actors will have strong incentives, other things equal, to avoid prevent, from market pressure, regulation, self-interested and altruistic concern, and so forth. However, there are a lot of relevant actors in the world, with widely varying degrees of caution and social responsibility, and I currently feel pessimistic about prospects for international coordination, CF climate change, or adequately internalizing externalities, especially since the biggest costs of PS misalignment failures are to the long-term future. Conditional on 1 till 3 above, I expect the less responsible actors to start using APS systems even at the risk of PS misalignment failure, and I expect there to be pressure on others to do the same, or get left behind. Some of this misaligned power-seeking will scale, in aggregate, to the point of permanently disempowering all of humanity. 1, 4. I'm going to say 40%. There's a very big difference between greater than $1 trillion of damage, approximately 6 Hurricane Katrinas, and the complete disempowerment of humanity, and especially in slower takeoff scenarios, I don't think it at all a foregone conclusion that misaligned power-seeking that causes the former will scale to the latter. But I also think that conditional on reaching a scenario with this level of damage from high-impact practical PS alignment failures, as well as the other previous premises, things are looking dire. It's possible that the world gets its act together at that point, but it seems far from certain. This will constitute an existential catastrophe. 1. 5. I'm going to say 95%. I haven't thought about this one very much, but my current view is that the permanent and unintentional disempowerment of humans is very likely to be catastrophic for the potential value of human civilization's future. Multiplying these conditional probabilities together, then, we get 65%, 80%, 40%, 65%, 40%, 95% equals approximately 5% probability of existential catastrophe from misaligned, power-seeking AI by 2070. And I'd probably bump this up a bit, maybe by a percentage point or two, though this is especially unprincipled, and small differences are in the noise anyway, to account for power-seeking scenarios that don't strictly fit all the premises above. Note that these, subjective, unstable, numbers are for 2070 in particular. Later dates, or conditioning on the development of sufficiently advanced systems, would bump them up. My main point here, though, isn't the specific numbers. Rather, it's that as far as I can presently tell, there is a small but substantive risk that we, or our children live to see humanity as a whole permanently and unintentionally disempowered by AI systems we've lost control over. What we can and should do about this now is a further question. But the issue seems serious. 
Appendix. Here are a few reformulations of the argument above, with probabilities, but without commentary. I don't think this does all that much to ward off possible biases framing effects, especially since I've gotten used to thinking in terms of the six premises above, but perhaps it's a start. Shorter negative. By 2070. It will become possible and financially feasible to build APS AI systems. 65%. It will much more difficult to build APS AI systems that would be practically PS aligned if deployed than to build APS systems that would be practically PS misaligned if deployed, but which are at least superficially attractive to deploy anyway. 1. 35%. Deployed, practically PS misaligned systems will disempower humans at a scale that constitutes existential catastrophe. 1 till 2. 20%. Implied probability of existential catastrophe from scenarios where all three premises are true approximately 5%. Shorter positive. Before 2070. It won't be possible and financially feasible to build APS AI systems. 35%. It won't be much more difficult to build APS AI systems that would be practically PS aligned if deployed, than to build APS systems that would be practically PS misaligned if deployed but which are at least superficially attractive to deploy anyway, not, 1. 65%. It won't be the case that deployed practically PS misaligned systems disempower humans at a scale that constitutes existential catastrophe, not, 1 or 2. 80%. Implied probability that will avoid catastrophe a la shorter negative approximately 95%. Same length positive. Before 2070. It won't be both possible and financially feasible to build APS systems. 35%. There won't be strong incentives to build APS systems, not one. 20%. It won't be much harder to develop APS systems that would be practically PS aligned if deployed, than to develop APS systems that would be practically PS misaligned if deployed, even if relevant decision makers don't know this, but which are at least superficially attractive to deploy anyway, not one or two. 60%. APS systems won't be exposed to inputs where they seek power in misaligned and high-impact ways, say, collectively causing greater than $1 trillion $2,021 of damage, not, 1 or 2 or 3. 35%. This power-seeking won't scale, in aggregate, to the point of permanently disempowering all humans, not, 1 or 2 or 3 or 4. 60%. Such disempowerment won't constitute an existential catastrophe, not, 1 or 2 or 3 or 4 or 5. 5%. Implied probability that will avoid scenarios like the one discussed in the report approximately 95%. We can also imagine expanding the argument into many further premises, so as to bring out highlight conjunctiveness that might be hiding within it. I think doing this might well be valuable, but I won't attempt it here. This was part two of his Power Seeking AI and Existential Risk, published by Joseph Carl Smith. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.